I start a lot of my presentations with uh, the, the single, singular statement that I believe in equality. And this is something that has kind of emerged in my life. Uh, it started at a fairly young age. Uh, so my family moved from Texas to Pennsylvania when I was a teenager. And one of my earliest memories from that time when we first moved to this town in Pennsylvania was seeing a KKK rally in the town square. Now the KKK, for those who may not know, they're a terrorist organization in the US that is uh, founded on white privilege. Um, now, that moment was kind of, it was memorable for me because uh, it was this face of injustice. It was this face of cruelty and racism and some of the really horrible aspects of our society. Uh, and so that kind of stuck with me. I went to high school in that same town, and it was around that same time that the AIDS epidemic first started emerging. And so all of the health practitioners in the world were trying to figure out what's going on with this disease and how can we cope with it? How can we find ways of mitigating that crisis? And so in my health class in high school, I remember the health teacher talking to us about AIDS. And when she talked about it, she really uh, kind of focused in on uh, the role that gay men played in spreading uh, the, the AIDS epidemic. And I thought at the time, I thought to myself that this was a really unfair criticism. And it was a really unjust criticism. Not knowing a lot about the biology, I just knew that there was something about targeting that single group and putting the own for that disease on that single group that just rubbed me the wrong way. So I recall in class that I actually spoke up and I said, I don't, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but I spoke up and I spoke out against that kind of stigmatization. And of course, I earned a lot of jeers and criticism and, and laughs from my peers who, uh, you know, just kind of ridiculed me for it. Uh, so that was my first brushes with issues of racism and homophobia. That was kind of where I first uh, at least remember the, uh, the, that part of my life. Uh, it was a few years later, I started college, and I remember sitting in my first sociology class, and I remember sitting there and my teacher began speaking on income inequality and how different groups of people in the US experience different barriers to social mobility, for example. So social mobility is just the ability to uh, move from uh, maybe poverty into middle class or middle class into upper class. So it's the idea that we can somehow improve our circumstances by earning more money and getting more education. That's fundamentally what it came down to. And so what he taught us about was that there are disparities in social mobility, there are disparities in uh, issues around income, and that affects certain groups over other groups. So other groups are in a way privileged and others are underprivileged. And that again struck me as so fundamentally unjust and it kind of made me clench up my shoulders and wrinkle my forehead and look around me and say, but isn't everyone around me, don't they all share in the same privileges I do? And the answer to that question was just no, they don't. And so this is the first time I started understanding what it means to have an advantage, a disadvantage, a privilege, underprivilege, and what it really meant for my life as a, a, a white man growing up in society. 
Fast forward a few more years, uh, one of my dearest friends and colleagues uh, first introduced me to this idea of feminism. Uh, femin feminism, I think we can all agree, is fundamentally just about gender equality. It's just about ensuring that there are equal opportunities for men and women. Uh, but the real profound uh, experience here was that she was so anchored in this field, she had so much knowledge and so much experience, and so I had a chance to interact with her socially, we hang, hung out a lot, but really to just absorb that knowledge, absorb that understanding of the world in a completely different way. And so she exposed me to new ways of thinking, new ways of understanding the world around me, and it was around that time I started pursuing research. So it also gave me that nudge to kind of explore this area of research looking at issues related to gender inequality and understanding how that plays out in society. Fast forward a few more years, I start my PhD and my PhD is focused on disability rights. So it gave me another opportunity to interact with groups of people who have had very different experiences than I do and who introduced me to these ideas around discrimination and ableism and issues around accessibility. And it really opened up my mind once again to the experiences of groups of people who had a very different background than me and kind of enabled me to add into my repertoire, add into my understanding of the world around me, this perspective of disability on top of all the other issues that I'd already been confronted with. Now, uh, it was around that time that I first got introduced to this idea of intersectionality. So you can see now there's some layers that keep happening here. So I had this experience with the Ku Klux Klan that kind of uh, went on to this experience of homophobia in the classroom that went on to the sociology class that went on to my friend who taught me about feminism that went on to understanding issues around ableism. And then finally, I was exposed to this idea of intersectionality, which is basically that an individual is not one of those identities alone, but they actually experience discrimination, barriers in society based on the whole person. And that may include both issues around gender as well as disability, as well as age and everything else that you could possibly imagine. So again, this kind of opportunity kind of blew my mind because I realized that it's not just about individual characteristics, but it's the compounding effect of multiple areas of disadvantage, multiple aspects of the person's identity that really impacts their life. So a few years later, I met a dear friend and colleague, uh, a man named Dan Gilbert. Now, Dan is an innovation and design thinking expert. You can Google him. He's awesome. Check him out. Uh, and what he gave me was this kind of tool to articulate some of my values. It's basically a framework for growth, for individual and personal growth. And so he showed me his. He was actually, hey, you check this out. This is something I did. I would love your feedback. So he's one of these crazy people that tries to get feedback from everybody who I love and I cherish and I think that everyone should try that approach. But anyways, he sent me this framework for growth. I gave him feedback and then I thought, haha, I need to do this for me. And so when I sat down to do this, the first thing I put on the page was that I believe in equality. And that was the first time that I explicitly made my purpose in life about rectifying issues of inequality and promoting 
equality. So that's kind of the journey that I took. I really observed a social issue. I tried to understand what that issue was. I empathized with the groups of people that are affected by it. And then I articulated that vision as part of my own life. So that's my takeaway here. Observe the world around you. See what's wrong. See what's messed up. See what you don't like. Try to understand what are the issues at stake. Understand the complexity of the problem. Empathize with the people who are affected by that problem, especially if that's not groups of people who are like you, and then articulate that vision in a kind of statement about your beliefs or your values.